And, it, and when we stand and we praise the name of Jesus Christ and we say, God, you are my healer, you are my hope, you are my hope, you're my peace, you are my everything, the devil can't stand those words. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations. Do you guys know what that word imaginations is? That is the working of your mind. That is your mind running before you thinking that your marriage is over and nobody loves you and the world's going to fall apart and there's nothing you can do about it and you're hopeless. The Bible says the power that we have through God casts down all the negative thoughts that you get in your brain. It brings into captive the peace, the love, the hope that God gives us. So I'm going to ask you to join your hearts with mine and pray. Because I'm going to ask God to take over and completely let his word fill our minds as we get into this. Father, as we stand here united as a church, I am praying, Lord, that you will help us to understand the true battle that is before us. Because, Lord, I feel like too many of us that we're not fighting back because we don't understand what we're fighting against. And, Lord, I know that I am talking in the ears of a lot of Christians that have walked in here defeated today. Lord, pick us up and help us and move forward. We pray this in your name. Amen. You can be seated. I'm going to ask you to turn in your Bibles to the book of Ephesians. And I'm going to be really going through this entire passage and this entire book and pulling out some things of, of what it means to fight back because I don't, I don't believe that there's a lot of Christians fighting back the way that we should be fighting back. Uh, if, I was, if I was to tell you guys today that Satan is on the prowl and he's in the world and he is working hard and he is, every one of you going to say, oh yeah, without a doubt, trust me, I've seen it. I've watched the news this week. I've seen what the devil has done. But if I was to take it a step further, this is where it's going to get uncomfortable. If I was to say, yeah, and the truth of the matter is, not only is the devil in the world, but the devil walked in here with you today. You say, oh, <laughs> all right. I'm in church. You got to understand that the devil, the devil doesn't want anywhere around the praise of God's people and the singing of God's name and everything else. You're right, he doesn't. But that doesn't stop him from wanting to bring you down. And I got in in this passage in these, this reading and, and understanding that the battle is not just in the world, it's in the church pews, it's in Christian families. It's, it's in the local assemblies of people coming together like we are today. And I'm glad that we understand that the devil is in the world, but I think we're losing because we don't understand that the devil is getting into our lives, our families, and our churches. Some of you, to be honest, Satan got up with you this morning. And do not look at your spouse right now, please. <laughs> He's been working on you all the way as you got into the car. As you got mad at the guy that cut you off and you got mad, have you ever done this where you had some sort of slow poke that's squirming all over the road and you're sitting there, once you get off your phone, why don't you do this? And you're all frustrated and you're thinking, man, that idiot, da, 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 da. and then you get to the church and they pull in with you. <laughs> it's like, oh, Pastor Tony, how are you? 
I mean, you can say that. But I mean, you get all worked up and frustrated. But let me tell you, nowhere in Scripture does the Bible tell us that Satan takes a day off. Never. He never takes a day off. He never stops pursuing you. He never gives up on you. Let, let, me, let me show you a verse, and this, this isn't even our passage, but it's all in Ephesians. I'm pulling all these passages out of Ephesians. Because you know what I realized? You know what God showed me? The entire book of Ephesians is the principles of fighting back. We sit there and we pull out the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. In our mental minds, we're sitting there swaving a sword at the devil, thinking we're making him run. <clears throat> He's not afraid of depiction in, in a depiction in our minds of a sword. He's afraid of the application of this to your life. That is what we're talking about. But the Bible says in Ephesians 4.26, it says, Be angry and sin not. I'm going to promise you guys right now, you're going to get upset. If you have it in your minds that Christians never get aggravated, frustrated, or upset, you, you've been talking to somebody that has lied to you. Christians get mad. Christians get upset. Christians get frustrated. He said, let not the sun go down on your wrath. He said, for your spouse or your kids or your church or the ones that you love. He said, don't let it turn into sin and bitterness. But verse 27 really ought to aggravate us and stir us up. Neither give place to the devil. That word place literally means spot or position. Here's what it's saying. Some of us have invited Satan to come into our minds and hearts. Some of us did not come here alone. Some of us did not just walk through the church and sit down with just your family. Satan came down because the thing is, he knows what you're about to hear, and he's going to work you over the entire service that we're sitting here. Literally saying, don't give place to the devil. This past week, our nation stood in shock as we watched the news over and over and over again. As Jared Fogel, the, the spokesperson for Subway, was brought before the nation, really before the world, with his accusations of dealing with minors and everything going in, and that's definitely not what I want to talk about. We stood him back and we said, I can't believe, I can't believe, I can't believe that went on. And see, the thing is, Satan was pulling the strings and all that situation behind the scenes. And, 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 and some of us stand back and say, I'm not surprised. That's the sick world that we live in. That's the perversion that we live in. And let me tell you, that is how Satan works. And you think that he's going to work that way out there and not work this way in here? How ironic is it? The same week, the news hits public again. And we start talking about the Duggar son. And how that came out about his affairs and everything that was going on and his years of being trapped in pornography and how he's been paying this website to set up affairs for him and how he was on the front lines of preaching as a Christian and everything. You say, why did that bother us so bad? Do you know why that bothered us? Because the Duggar family on TV, and I'm not sitting there throwing rocks at them, I'm trying to expose the work behind what was going on. You see, we have this idea that as for us as Christians, as you watch their home and their family getting up and going to church and praying as a family and reading their Bible and doing all the right things, that Christians that have that kind of life don't deal with that kind of garbage. Let me be real blunt with you right now. Satan does work in Christian families in that kind of garbage. You can sit there 
and judge that young man all day long, but I promise you this, none of us are above that. He did not get there overnight. He did not just throw away his family's reputation and everything they were trying to do. See, what happened is Satan had been working him over for a very long time. And Satan does that to set you up because his whole goal is to push leaders out inside the forefront where he could step back, pull back the curtains and say, look, Christians are a bunch of heretics. If we don't understand that we are in a battle and in a war, I promise we're going to continue to be knocked down. This will not be the beginning of this kind of mess. I, I, I want to get into this. In Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 12, and none of you are surprised that I'm going there, but I promise you I want to look at this from a different perspective than just reading this for face value. He said in this passage in Ephesians 6, 12, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places, I'm going to bring you through this. I, w- I want you to just expository, just bringing you verse by verse, point by point through what God has already given. I want you guys first to notice that this is a personal battle. The word we right there is talking about us as Christians. Let, let me back up. If you want to get the idea when Paul is saying, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Go back to Ephesians chapter 1 verse 1. Go back to the very beginning. I, I want you guys to see this. Who is under attack in this passage? Ephesians 1, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, to the saints which are in Ephesus. To the saints which are in Ephesus. How many of you right now boldly would say, I am a saint of God, I'm a child of God? Raise your hand right now. This is you right now. What we're reading right now applies to us. Go on, and it says, to the faithful in Christ Jesus. It's not a random attack. It's not just that Satan is picking on you. The Bible says that for we, who is the church, is wrestling and being attacked by the devil. You say, I, I don't understand. I'll tell you right now, when they work in, uh, walking with the word of God and living with God and, and, and loving God, the devil doesn't want to mess with me. No, it's quite the opposite. It's quite the opposite. Here's the reason why. Look at verse 17, chapter 1, verse 17. Here's a little, notice as we read through this. All the promises and the gifts and the application that God was given us. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you. You guys get this. For us that are saints, we all raise our hand. That God's going to give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. The spirit of wisdom, the word spirit means breath, a blast, a breeze, an unseen presence and an unseen power. A lot of times we throw out these terms all over. Is the, is the presence of God here or the power of God or the Holy Spirit with us? You're going to turn around left and right and say, no, he's not. But what we have is we have a joy. We have a peace. We have the presence of God with us. Although you cannot reach out and touch it with your hand, you know that it's in your heart. As we sing the words, as we praise our God, as the tears flow, we know something is real in this place. It's what's here. That the eyes of your understanding be enlightened. That ye may know what is the hope of his calling. You realize what was given to us as believers? The hope of the reason that Jesus came and died. And what is the riches of his glory? Of the inheritance of the saints. 
Go deeper. In verse 19, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward? Who believe according to the working of his mighty power. Satan looks out at us and says, you know what? Those guys have tapped into the hope of God. They've tapped into the power of God. They're, they're, their sight has been opened up for them to know right from wrong. They, they have all of the promises of God. And you think Satan is going to sit back and go, oh, big deal, let them do their thing? Absolutely not. Let me ask right now, how many of you are dads this morning? Raise your hand. With, uh, don't be ashamed of that. Uh, dad, I bet, I bet you there's a hundred and some dads raise their hands just now. Can I tell you guys right now, from me being a dad to you right now, you are not his target. You are his obstacle. Think about that for a minute. You are not his target. You are his obstacle. Because as dad's standing there in the word of God and we see all this junk that going in, me as a dad, I'm sitting there saying, you know what, you're not going to get my kids. I'm going to go to church. I'm going to put them in church. I want to hear the word of God. I, I want the power of God in my life. And Satan's looking at you going, what is that joker doing? How in the world are we going to get through to his kids when that man is standing for righteousness and he goes up to all the demons of hell and he says, we need to take that dude out. He said, man, I, I don't even like talking about it. Let me tell you, what we're, what we're talking about right here is a reality. This isn't just talk. It's not just an application that I'm trying to make out of scripture. This is the reality of what Paul was spelling out. From chapter 1 all the way to chapter 6 when he says, dude, you better get up and fight. Dude, you better understand that you are being picked apart and tore apart and ripped apart by the devil. This is what he's saying here. There's a problem to get to your teens and your kids. I'm going to ask. We're starting school. How many of our young people sitting under the sound of my voice right now are, are, are starting in school or you're starting school right now? Raise your hand. Hands going up. Let me ask you guys. When you step foot inside that public school or Christian school, wherever you're at, and there's kids walking down the halls there that are contemplating suicide. You say, that doesn't happen. It happens every single day. Those kids that are being bullied and those kids that got out of a car where dad screamed at them because dad is ripped apart in his heart. Those kids that sit there and they don't have a, 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 an opportunity in the world to hear and have what you have. You don't think for a minute that you're more of an obstacle than just the target. He said, well, Satan wants to take me out. Yes, he does. But he also knows that if you keep standing up for what's right, you keep preaching the gospel in that school, he can't get to the ones you're reaching. We get back and we say, I don't understand. I'm going to church and I'm following God and I feel like I'm being beat down like crazy. Paul lays it out and says, yes, because of the hope of your calling. Because everything that was given to you, you're standing there like an armored vessel ready to do some damage to the devil. And Satan says, if we're going to get to that crowd, we've got to get through those people. It's a personal battle. The Bible goes back on and the second part we see it's an active battle. In Ephesians 6, 12, for we wrestle. That word wrestle right there means to throw, to strike, to thrust. And I know you're sitting there saying, physically speaking, we don't go through that. You're right, we don't. I, I, never once have I ever woke up and had the devil standing over me with his fist shaking in my face. I've never experienced that. But you know what I realized through this? That Satan works a whole lot worse than just punching you in the face. I read where Paul was going through in 2 Corinthians 12, 7. 
And he said that Satan has sent a messenger. And the word that he used in there is to buffet me. That word buffet means to rap with a fist or to beat. Paul was sitting there saying, guys, I'm trying to serve God. I'm trying to do the right thing. And I feel like the whole time that I'm doing that, that I'm getting worked over with the fist of the devil. You say, man, that doesn't happen. Let me tell you, spiritually speaking, some of you right now have the effects of this and you don't even identify with what this is talking about. I'm going to keep, I'm, I'm trying to set the stage because I want you guys to get this as we get into this. Whether you can see it or not, there is a wrestling, an engaging, a thrusting, a beatdown in your emotional, spiritual life right now. And a lot of people cannot even identify what's going on. The Bible describes Satan as one that he seeks to devour. And you just think about that passage. I looked up that verse in, in, in the image that popped up at the top. It had this lion, and you guys have seen the National Geographic, where he comes up from behind and pounces and goes for the throat. And you say, man, that's just gruesome and gross. I never watched those things. Can you imagine Christ having that imagery of Satan in his mind when he's sitting there saying, let me tell you what he's doing right now. When your kids get out of the car and they're going to school, or you go off to work, or your wife's home, or, or she's out working, and the different things that you do, Satan is prowling, going after you, ready to pounce on you, to go for your throat. He's not playing games. It's not the junk that we see on TV and on Facebook where you have Satan and God arm wrestling as if it's some sort of caption of a cartoon. It's a personal battle. It's an active battle. But this is the whole thrust of my message. It's a spiritual battle. He exposes the misconception, the distraction. The Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood. So let me ask you right now, when we sit there and say, what are we wrestling against? And all of us in our minds say, of course not. Of course it's not flesh and blood. You already described that Satan is a roaring lion. We've already described what Satan does. Why would you come back and say we wrestle not against flesh and blood? We already know that the devil is not flesh and blood. Aaron and Andrea, would you guys mind coming up here with me? Remember, he is talking to the church of Ephesus. I want you guys to see this in your minds. I've already got permission from these two to do what I'm going to do. (laughs) In our minds, in every single battle, this is us. And let me tell you, just so you have this depiction... This, this guy, Jared, that represented uh, Subway and Josh Duggar that represented this Christian family on TV. Let me tell you, you can put whatever face to these guys that you want to. But in every one of our lives, we have relationships that God has given to us. They are physical relationships. They are husbands and wives, fathers and kids, sons and daughters, brothers and sisters. And the Bible, Paul goes into this crazy over-the-top thing and he goes, Hey, church, we wrestle not this. Because I promise you, a lot of you, even in the car today, you wrestled with this. You got out mad at this. You have it in your mind of this. 
whether it's your parents or your brothers and sisters, your spouse or whoever it is, you've got that aggravation. Maybe you walked in the wall of the church and it wasn't a husband and wife. It was, a, it was somebody you ministered during your class, somebody that stands in the hallway, somebody that stood on a stage. Back up. Let, let me show you. Yes, all scripture is given by inspiration of God. It's all in order for a reason. Ephesians 5.22 Remember when he says, finally, my brother, and be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Why did he say that? Ephesians 5.22, wives, submit yourselves to your own husbands as unto the Lord. Well, I, I thought this was spiritual warfare, and you're talking about husband and wives. Verse 25, husband, love your wives, even as Christ so loved the church and gave himself for it. Ephesians 6.1, children, obey your parents in the Lord for what? This is right. Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise. Verse 4, and ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath. Let me tell you guys right now, Paul was writing the whole thing. You know what he was doing? He's explaining, laying out spiritual warfare. And we're sitting there saying, I've got to fight against Satan. I've got to fight against the devil. And God, the Bible is saying, hey, listen, the whole fighting is to put this in order. In this passage, when he said, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. But against the Bible's not being redundant. He wasn't out of not knowing what to say or whatever. But listen what he says. We wrestle against principalities. We wrestle against powers. We wrestle against rulers of darkness, against spiritual wickedness. So I'm going to ask you, why in the world did God not just say we wrestle against the devil? Think about it. Why use up all that ink just to say all that? Why not just say we wrestle against the devil. Until I began to break it down and it scared me to death. It says we wrestle against spiritual wickedness. You know everything that we use about the word spiritual? Did you know it comes from the same root word? It's an unseen presence. It is the same thing as we came in here today and saying the Holy Spirit's in this place. The Holy Spirit speaks to me. The Holy Spirit guides me. The Holy Spirit talks to me. Everything dealing with the Holy Spirit we talked about all of those things that we put into application, the Holy Spirit puts things in my mind. The Holy Spirit spoke to me this morning. You want, you want to know the creepy part? Everything that I talked about, the spiritual wickedness, number one, that Bible is describing it. It is a presence of evil. Aaron, I'll tell you what, you guys aren't like always, always going to go a little long. I remember this point. Remember when I was right here? I did uh, these guys' wedding. I had to do their premarital counseling. I got to stand at the altar. They had one of the coolest receptions I've ever been at. And everything. I just love that. But let me tell you guys, I promise you, dude, you guys haven't always gotten along in that time. Well, that's good. You're in front of the church. You can't lie. <laughs> but let me tell you this. It's, it's an amazing thing when, when couples say that we're going to honor God and follow God. Can you guys hold hands? It's awesome to have this. But let me tell you, there's a presence that doesn't like you. It doesn't like that. It doesn't like her. It doesn't like you being here. It doesn't like the songs that you sang. It doesn't like any of those things. And the whole idea that we're not getting, there's a spiritual battle going on in all of our minds. That, that verse that we got into, we're talking about in 2 Corinthians 10, 4, casting down imaginations, your reasoning, your conscience, your thoughts. And every high thing that exalted itself against what? The knowledge of God. Let me ask you, Aaron, where is your knowledge of God? Right there. Do you know where the real battle is? 
that he's talking about, casting down imaginations, the thought, the struggles that we have, right there. Do you guys, let me just tell you right now, the spirit of evil is the spirit of pornography. It's the spirit of lust. Let's put it like this. It's a presence that the devil wants coming into your life. He stands there like this. And the whole battle that he's doing is he's telling you in your mind that you're not satisfied. You're not good enough. It's not there. I love you, man. Don't hit me. (laughs) After a while, you get aggravated. And do you know what we do in human beings? Let let me tell you, in in our lives, and in church, when we're sitting there and we're saying, I don't like this, and this battle's going on, I don't agree with him, or I don't like that, or what does she mean by that? We sit there. Do you know where the division ends up going? Right here. Down the middle. You know where the real battle is? Just what he said. It's fighting against the knowledge of God, that God is good, and God is everything, and God is your hope, and God is your peace, and you know all that. Guess what he's going to do that? He's got a spirit, a presence of evil. He's got a presence of, the next thing, of power. The Bible says in the same thing, and he goes through and he's talking about uh, a knowledge in, in all the different things in Ephesians, but it goes on to say principalities and the word powers. Do you know why the Bible described that the, the fight, you're sit there saying, well, if I could just get my spouse or those people or my boss or whatever, there is not only a presence of evil whispering in your ear, there is a pre- presence of power, which literally means that although Aaron is much stronger than I am, Satan has a way of putting his grip on you that you cannot shake. Do you get that? I'm reading it right there, and sometimes we rattle through those verses. We fight against flesh and blood, or da, 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 and we rattle through, and you're just missing it. The Bible says, you know why you're losing? It's not just a presence or a spirit of lust and greed and hate and envy and everything else. That greed and everything that's there is a presence of power greater than you. Think about that for a minute. So Aaron sits there and says, you know what? I'll just wake up. I'll, I'll shrug this off and have a better day. You can't. You guys get that? It's bigger than you. It's stronger than you. For any teen that sits there and says, you're starting to have struggles in your mind and your heart and you're rebellious against your parents and you hate this and you hate that and you say, I'll just get rid of it. You cannot do it. There's a reason why the Bible comes in and says it is powers. But that's not even the worst part. Because in the same description in verse 12, it says, and rulers of darkness. And the word principalities. You know what those are? Both of those are descriptions of powerful forces in this world. The Bible literally says that that force that's coming up, doing this to you, beating you up and shoving you around, the mind, the battle that you have going on, it's a presence of evil, it's a presence of power, and it has controlling attributes that come with it. You think about this. When Satan comes up and it says that it's the rulers of darkness, you think about this. ISIS in this world, playboy in America, hustler in America, pimps and drug addicts and everybody out. You think that they're just by themselves? Everything that he says that that's not working, he'll be telling you something better. He pushes you around. 
And the whole time, we've got a war breaking out in our churches, in our families, and in our homes, and in our marriages between father and son and daughter and mother. We're not even getting. This isn't even the battle. This isn't it. Satan is shoving us around and you're sitting there after a while I promise you Aaron eventually you turn around and say dude quit but you sit there and say oh there's nothing there and we start fighting everything we can see and the Bible's trying to wake us up to say the battle's what you can't see you realize that just I don't want to step on any toes or, or, or hurt you in this way but I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to step into an arena that I, I want you guys to brace for do you know how many Christians right now are contemplating suicide? Have literally gotten into the car after a long day of work, driving home, thinking of the argument you're going to have with your spouse and the argument you're going to have with your kids and the fact that you might lose your job. And I don't want to open up the checkbook one more time. I don't want to deal with the fact that we're short again. I don't want to do this. And in the mind, the thought goes into your head that maybe my family and my church and my people around me would be better off without me. You say, where does that come from? It's not a battle you can see. It's right here. And it's real. And eventually, those husbands and those families and those teenagers... When Satan's whispering in there, why don't you just take your life? Why don't you go cut yourself? Why don't you just get on that website? Gets old. You guys can be seated. Back up. Finally, my brother, verse 10. Be strong in the Lord. In the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Finally, stop, stop, stop. Finally, my brethren, if you want to learn why Ephesians 6 1 and Ephesians 5 22 and all those are failing you. And why children are not obeying their parents and husbands are not loving their wives and all those other things that are going there. He says, hey, because the problem doesn't lie with them, they're just what's getting the blunt of the blows of Satan tearing us apart. And Christians, Christians that are sitting there ripped apart in their hearts thinking that I'll never be good enough I'll never be forgiven. I'll never stand on my own two feet. That is a lie. That's been whispered in our ears. But everything that God was telling us, be strong in the Lord. You said, I'm not strong enough. There is no way. I'll, I'll, I'll take that to the end of time and preach that. You're right. You can't. But greater is he that is in you. At the same time, there being that spirit that I can listen to and tone into and everything. On the other side, there is a spirit of God that is calling you and whispering to you and wooing you closer to him. Everything there is there because he said, you will be able to stand against everything the devil has. If you put on, that is a choice. You have to put on your coat 
to not get cold. You have to put on application of God's word to not get beat up.